0: I used to roll back, woods, rip the dawns, good wherever he goes One million and one flows, depositing dough Said you down with the your family, let me know Yeah, number one, I don't do number two They watching how I do, because I'm really hood Red hoodie, gold jewelry, too groovy, might lose me Don't approach with the foolery, keep the two on me Homie, you don't know me, rip the dawn, the one and only Yo, welcome to the Woody Hood Podcast. It's your main man, Rick the Don. (laughs) Hey! First off, thank you for checking out my podcast. If you haven't done so already, you gotta go through the catalog. My catalog is off the meters. Every episode is a banger. Click the play button and just chill with your main man, Rick the Don. This episode is brought to you by VidMondo. That is one of my companies, VidMondo.com to be exact. I am trying my best to create a video sharing platform that is a little more uh, loose when it comes to restrictions i'm trying to create a video platform that is more liberal that gives you the space to be yourself and i believe i've done that successfully and it is called vid mondo all right this episode is about depression now i will be honest with you and say that i am not currently going through or fighting depression despite what the title might suggest however because i'm not fighting or dealing with depression that's exactly why i want to talk about it because perhaps i can offer some assistance to some individuals that might be facing it but let's also get something clear though i might not be constantly battling depression that doesn't mean that i don't have my moments in fact this week i've had more thoughts in my mind that were in my opinion very ill they were not the type of thoughts that i was used to and i would like to tell you that i never have those moments but the truth is I have them quite often. And I guess that's a great way to segue in. What is depression? It is a mental illness or it is a emotional illness. And usually the effects have a lot to do with feeling sad over things that the individual perceives that are uh, out of their control. And if you ever been depressed, it's almost as if you have tunnel vision. So my question to you, if you clicked on this episode, do you always feel sad? Do You always feel as if you have no energy. You feel like you can't win like no matter what you're doing you just can't get ahead of the curve is it something that you can't control or at least you feel like you can't control this that's the question and i hope that you have those answers prepared and ready to go because i'm here to tell you that depression is not permanent all right it is a thing that can be removed if you so choose to to move it. At one point in Detroit, Michigan, my life was spiraling out of control and I was just in a spiral of bad decisions and bad outcomes. But I'm so thankful that I didn't blame my circumstances for my condition. I realized that I'm choosing to be here. I'm choosing to be in Detroit. I'm choosing to go two houses down to the trap house. That's what they call them nowadays. But back then it was the weed house. But I'm choosing to be at my dad's house in this environment. And one day I made a decision that I was ready to change my mind, change my locale. And I begged my mother to allow me to live with her until I was able to get myself situated. So if you take a look at that story in detail, it took one decision to change my trajectory. Once I moved with my my mother, who was a Christian woman who had a household that was always peaceful, my life changed. Because from there, I couldn't live in her house without a job, without doing something productive, because she didn't go for that. Which is why I left in the first place. I wanted to be lazy, so my father's house allowed me to do that. Until I realized that this place is depressing. I had to get out of there. And I love my father. But it was. For my mind's sake at that particular time living with my mother i had to do something i had to do something and i had to, and, and i decided to get back into school because that household was stringent as well nobody always wants to have somebody over your back telling you you have to do something i was about what 19 years old i had to be in the house by the street lights like wait a minute i can't be here either so that was a great indication that it was time to make some decisions some hard decisions so i got myself back in school i moved out of detroit i got on the right path and the point i just made is depression or i should say the conditions that cause depression are voluntary you you're choosing to be in this space there's something that you can change what i mean by that is you are one decision away from being happy again and remember happiness is not permanent it is something that must be sustained like i said i moved out my father's house i got an adrenaline boost of happiness immediately I'm already moving in the right direction. However, getting to my mother's house, I realized that now I got a dictator on my shoulder. So that happiness was imbalanced. Then I decided to go to school and that happiness came back. I have freedom, but wait a minute. Now you're in school and you have new responsibilities. So there's a lot of things that you have to do to sustain that happiness. It's not a given, but I'm trying to make a point here. Depression is voluntary. It is one decision away from being changed. Okay, I don't, and, and it's not that simple. I agree, it's not that simple but you better believe that making changes in your life will bring bring about different outcomes. If what you're doing is causing depression, then you can't get any worse than that. Change some things, change some people. At the very least, things will get better, right or wrong. Okay then. What are the outcomes of depression? When you're depressed, you're usually isolated. People usually don't wanna be around you because your attitude might be contagious. I know people like that. You know people like that. Their attitude is always negative. And you really have to get away from those kind of people. I know, fir- I know firsthand. I can't be around people who can't see the bright side. They can't see the glass half full. You have to learn to put a positive spin on everything. So yes, um, when it comes to depression, some of the symptoms or some of the things that may happen is you might be isolated. Um, you might have a lack of energy. You might even have thoughts of suicide. And I do have to take a stop right here because let me tell you something that my mother told me. And I'm not sure why she told me this because I was a young boy. But she said this, and I can't tell you whether or not it was true. But when you hear things as a child, they often impact you forever. And one thing she told me was if you commit suicide, and I never even thought about suicide. In fact, If she never told me that, I probably would have never even learned about suicide until much later in my life. But she made sure, and I think it's a good idea that she did now that I look back in hindsight, she made sure I understood what suicide was. And she told me something that I can't confirm to be true or not. I'm not even sure that she could. But she said this, she said, son, if you commit suicide, you're going to bust the doors of hell wide open. Now I told you my mother was a woman of Christ. And that's what she told me she said son i'm gonna gonna, gonna say it again son if you commit suicide you're gonna bust the doors of hell wide open and i i when every every time she said that i had this this animation because i'm an artist so my brain sees things in pictures so anytime she said that i can imagine myself taking my own and then falling spiritually falling in the depths of darkness and then busting hell, literally busting it wide open, like coming through the ceiling. And then hitting the ground, inferno, flames, all that. That's what my brain always saw when she said that to me. And whether it was, whether it is or was true or not, the point is, it made me think. Is my life ever going to be bad enough that I would rather burn? Because I think a lot of people see suicide as an escape. And I think that that might be a little bit uh, naive. Committing suicide, I would imagine, only enhances the pain especially if this whole busting hell wide open thing is real if that is real come on now i don't care how bad your life is nothing beats sitting in fire i think we can agree on that but let's also not forget that the emotional toll that you place on your family will be incomprehensible sure you won't be there to witness it or experience it but you got to understand that you're going to place an emotional toll on your family that is unbearable Okay, Um, I can't imagine my kids taking their own lives. The toll that I would take on me would be incomprehensible. So the point is, you don't make things better by running from your problems. And she also said this. She says, son, your bus hell wide open. And I had to ask why, because she told me why. She said, because God hates quitters. He hates someone who would quit, uh, quit their life. He gave you a, like this life is a blessing, you know, to be alive right now is to be alive in the present. The present is a gift. We are living a gift. OK, there's a lot of people who 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 pass away, a lot of people who don't even get a chance to to uh, even make it this far, as far as we've as far as we've made it. So to give up our life is I, according to her. I can't speak on whether or not this is valid, but according to her, it is a great disrespect to the gift that God has given us. And if you think that is a, a gross exaggeration, let's see if I'm, let's see if this is true or not. You you call somebody to come pick you up because you don't have a vehicle. And they say they're, they're, they're gonna come and pick you up. And then at the last minute, they quit. They say, I can't make it. How do you feel? Do you feel as if this person has spit in your face? Do you feel like this person has wronged you? All right, or let's say you're a boss or a CEO and you hire somebody, you give them the gift of employment. They're working for you and things get a little tough or even a lot tough and they quit on you how do you feel uh, uh okay cool you're in a barber chair or a hairdresser's chair and they're doing your hair and perhaps a patch of your hair is a little tough a little tougher than normal and then they quit mid mid cut or mid braid and they leave you just stranded there how happy are you how disgusted are you that's what quitting is so when she told me that it makes sense if god has given you a a life and he's blessed you with this gift and you just take it and you throw it away that's quitting on God that's quitting on this gift that he gave us and according to her he wouldn't take kindly to that can you imagine what it takes to give a person a life I gave you a life and you just you, you threw it away like you know how many people would have fought for that life how many people who have passed away who would have taken your problems that's the other issue we've become so comfortable that our problems are not even really problems I mean you lose your job don't get me wrong that is a very terrible crisis but there's but you but you're still going home to a house most likely you're still getting in a vehicle to drive home from your job or your ex-job there are there are people on this planet who live in third world countries second world countries fifth world countries for some of these people they will take your problems they would trade with you in a flash because you know what night they don't have a job they don't have a car they don't have a house some of these little kids don't even have parents because they've been misplaced somehow or they've died somewhere on some street or they've died from some kind of overdose and, and they, they saw their parents die before their eyes and now they're in the foster system. They'll take your problems. They'll take the fact that your car just broke down on the side of the road. They'll take the fact that you just failed um your G- geometry course. They'll take the fact that your boyfriend and your husband just left you or cheated on you. They'll take your problems. But you you rather take your life. That makes no sense to me. And I'm not being desensitive. I'm not being insensitive, I should say. I'm not being insensitive i'm just saying what needs to be said there is never a problem so so bad there is not a depression so bad that you should hand over your life and do something so frivolous we have to understand something we are not our own we didn't make these we didn't pick our body parts hey the way you look did you pick any of that no somebody picked it for you whether you believe in a god who did it or you believe in a genetic pool that did it the point is you didn't do it you came here unannounced uninvited all right you didn't you didn't you didn't you ain't do a little check in like, hey, I'll be there on uh, March 22nd. That's my birthday. I'll be there on March 22nd. Make make way for me. I'm coming like a baby would have. No, you ain't make no plans to be nowhere. Your life was given to you. You woke up one day and you you broke consciousness. You was three years old and one day it all made sense. It was given to you. So to take your life just because of some setbacks. And again i don't mean to make a mockery of a setback because i know how they feel too but to take your life because of something of that caliber is in my opinion irresponsible change your perspective yes you lost your job but guess what that also means you have the opportunity to try again it's always a way but the problem when it comes to depression you have this tunnel vision, and you can't see outside of that. But if you just take a moment and start thinking outside of the box, you will get out of that depression because I've already stated this. In my opinion, depression is not a permanent state. It is a mental illness. And we all know when it comes to illness, there is a way to defeat it. When you get sick, is it permanent? No, no, okay? Just like anything else, an illness goes through a cycle. It starts off bad. And depending on what you do from that day forward, determines how long you're sick or not. Same thing with depression. If you stay in the same circumstances and do not move, do not change your trajectory, surely you will have the exact same symptoms of depression each day. But if you start making adjustments and changes, then you have no other choice but to start seeing different outcomes. It's just that that's how it works. That's how it works. Let's take a quick break real quick because I'm sweating like I'm preaching. I'm not even preaching. When we come back, I'm going to give you some advice, some, some pointers that I think will be extremely helpful. So don't miss this. As a fall
1: in their dreams I'll make them swallow the thoughts they put on me Cause I never fall I never fall
2: until my day. just some guy little Wayne's the devil if you ask me, lames are just trying to be rebels I bring lames to trouble These boys need prayer Hit them then spark them with the square Ask if I care, well, but one strike from jail myself Swear I feel like I'm one sand from hell myself Haters looking for me I'm looking for them, how that work, grab a pistol, network, jerk So I walk through the valley of the shadow of death Must defend what I believe till there's no me left They like pull to the left, shotgun on my lap Still the cops ain't see it, thank God for that Thank God for this, a real dude spitting real douche I'm back for the ones I missed, the last dawn like M.P. say What's a diss but admiration in the real, real way
1: Swallow the thoughts they put on me Cause I never fall I
2: never fall I'm a legend already, I don't care what you think, and you can lose first place in the blink, blink, I know what you're thinking, he's gonna be leaking, no, I'm a survivor the last Mohicans, rapless boy, me, catch me posted on the corner like Lori, or dancing on a show like Maurice, no weapon formed against me, shall Prosper, I'm old school, lockers, further, dockers, all grown up, hey, them haters, watched us, quite ironic how they baller blocked us, and we ain't scared, don't. Act like we are scared. I mean, trust me, we are here, and we get are popping like MJ here. I'm thinking like they don't know a celebrity here. The vision is clear, the ending is near. Detroit niggas taking over this As year. Fall yeah, in
1: their dreams, I'll make them swallow the thoughts they put on me, cause I never fall. never fall
2: Until my day is done Like a death they never frighten me other people hate you. You fighting me, homie? I fought the masses, passed the classes. They tried to hit me up. I made a joke out their asses. They hating on me again. Guess that's fresh. Oh, I guess I should stop and accept less. Feeling so blessed, standing on my own too. Had to ride on homes. That's on my own too. I heard your track, man. You called for a truce. Still watching sports in the yeah, me too. The game is through. You can make a song about lollipops, and the hood won't laugh. As I fall
1: in their dreams I'll make them swallow the thoughts they put on me Cause I never fall I never fall Until my day is done
0: I hope you enjoyed that let's get down to the nitty-gritty how do we beat depression according to Rick the dawn number one care less a lot of times people care too much and I know that sounds impossible how do I care less try it a lot of times people are holding on to all these things and if you just let them go you'll realize that they float they don't even you're not really holding on to them it's an illusion look I'll tell you a perfect example I know somebody and he has a little money so off all, all the time he's he's getting calls from his family members and he has a lot of pressure on him to provide these family members with money and financial backing. What he doesn't realize is they're only calling him because he keeps answering. But if he let those phone calls go and let them go to voicemail, do you think these people are gonna just sit in their house and die because he's not answering his phone anymore? No, they're gonna find a different avenue of survival because humans are trained to survive. That's our natural instinct, our our natural inclination. The reason they haven't done that is because you haven't stopped answering the calls. And that's all you have to do, care less. Number two, write your worries down. One of the greatest inventions on the planet is paper. Write down your questions, write down your thoughts, write down your uh, your anxieties on a sheet of paper. Let me tell you a little secret. If you write it down, you won't have to remember it. So these things that are bothering you, that are causing you to be depressed, It's because you continue to, they're they're just circling around your mind. But if you write them down on paper, you will feel a release. It's because now you can look at your problems and they're no longer trapped here. And that's one of those things that people don't use. Now, that particular technique works outside of depression. A lot of times, if I have things I have to do, like a to-do list, and I feel that anxiety creeping up, like I got to take my kid here. I got to pick my child up. I got to go do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. I write it all out and I'll, I'll feel a sense of calm instantly because like now I can see what was bothering me on the inside. So get in the habit of writing your problems out. And when you write your problems out, something cool happens. It allows you to target them like, like, like gun practice. Okay. uh, you know, my my baby father is driving me crazy you write that out and when you see it on paper your brain starts to figure out ways to solve that problem and perhaps one of the things you should do is care less just pointing it out and once you start caring less I want you to do this for every problem that you write down once you figure out a solution once you have actually put that solution into practice I want you to cross that problem out my baby daddy is driving me crazy well you got to ask yourself what are you doing that contributes to them being able to access you? Because you have to take accountability. You're depressed because you wanna be. If your baby father's driving you crazy, but every time he, you, he calls you, answer the phone, that means that's your fault. That's not his fault. He's doing what he's supposed to do. If you're depressed because you're loaning out all this money, but you keep giving it to him, that's your fault, okay? Loaning money, no more money getting loaned out. They are just gonna get mad. They are gonna have to be mad at me, and I'm sure they'll get over it. Oh, baby daddy tripping, baby mama tripping, no more phone calls text only. If it's not about our child, I won't be responding. You can control that. And once you do that, you cross that out. Got it. That's how it works. Another very underrated technique, prayer, prayer. Now, I'm not about to preach to you. I'm not that kind of guy. I believe in what I believe and I don't too much knock nobody else for what they believe. But I will say this, God is everything. He is everything. And perhaps you don't believe in the same one I believe in, so be it. My last bit of advice, do things that are not customary. If you, uh, if you're depressed, it's probably because you're not getting out. You're probably just sitting in a box, sitting in your house, going through the same routine. Get in the habit of going for walks. Take trips, do stuff, go out places, go on a, go on a voyage, do something a little different. Take your daughter out to a beauty pageant. Take your daughter, to go find some clothes. Take your daughter window shopping. I don't care what you, ta- take your son somewhere. Go to the movies with your kid. All right, because these things will take your mind off your problems. But uh yeah, I think I'm done, y'all. I appreciate you for checking out this episode. God bless everybody. And uh I'll holler at you on the next one. Peace.